0: Welcome to Get Into It, produced by RICO Theatricals. We deep dive into the big questions of our industry. Our two hosts take a look into the theater industry today through panel discussions and asking the necessary and sometimes unnecessary questions. Our show airs every Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern on our social media at RICO Theatricals. Now, please welcome our hosts. Dash Perry and Tyler Dobies.
1: Hey, everybody. I'm Tyler Dobies. And I'm Dash Perry. Oh, Dash and is this frozen. Is... Oh, no, no.
0: Oh, no.
1: There you go. Hi, everybody. I'm Tyler Dobies.
2: <laughs> and I am Technical Difficulties, Dash right. Perry. And this is. What's up, Dash? You know, just glitching, the normal, the usual. Just glitching, period. Just glitching. Very period. normal, very usual. Very much just getting into the glitching. But right. you know what also I've been getting into?
1: Tell me about it. Books. Books. I've been
2: two books, period. Little backstory. I nanny right. for these two, like um one of them's a journalist, and one of them is a poet. So they got a bunch of books and they just like handed a bunch of uh, a bunch of them to me. And I was like, I'm gonna start reading. I'm gonna start reading for real. Walk past the library, and they were like, This is the one. Beloved by Toni Morrison. By Tony why, Morrison. why did no one tell me to read it before? They had, why is this not being taught in the school system? This is art and also literature and everything. And I'm like, I got to read 1984 again, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, it's incredible. It's like magical realism. It's like the antebellum South. Right. And it's it's hard to talk about it because there's so much going on and. Really, I wouldn't want to give anything away, but just know that it's ghostly and right. also loving and kind, but also like this is America hmm. all at the same time.
1: That's a big, that's a big Tony Morrison thing.
2: It's it's incredible. I literally I have one chapter left and I'm literally waiting until this till I get off this call until to this
1: finish book. finish this book. And finish the book. What's been what's been like the most uh, touching or moving part of it?
2: Oh, my God. Oh, the most touching part was definitely when the mother the mm. da- and the two daughters come together and they basically all, they they make a bid on the, the newest daughter. And so she's like, she's mine. And the mom's like, no, she's mine. And the sister's like, she's mine. And the daughter herself is like, well, I'm me. And mm-hmm. all of them reclaiming um, Beloved. It's just so incredible, and then she go. The way that it's written, truly, just like reading it. And again, I don't want to give it away, but the style is impeccable. It's I literally haven't read anything like it before. It's extremely poetic, but also it's not an easy read. But extremely poetic, but also real.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I read uh, a few years ago. I read the bluest eye by Toni Morrison, and that was a really powerful book that changed changed so much about just the way that I. In- I, uh, well, I, I don't know. I just made me grow as a person mm-hmm. and as a reader as I was reading the book. That is um, on my list. What it what was so powerful about it was just like the different ways that Toni Morrison brings in the narrative and brings in the story with each different chapter. It's a different kind of different kind of starting point. You don't you're not necessarily sure like how it connects in some way for some mm-hmm. chapters, and mm-hmm. then it, but eventually Toni Morrison, of course goddess that she is brings it all together and it becomes of course. a really powerful thing and it's a really really um powerful narrative about you know identity and coming of age and mm-hmm. p- poverty in America and then also um dealing with um how how, how people are survivors of of sexual violence right um,
2: tying it all up together. Another like, just like technique thing is like, there's no, there's no number chaptered in beloved. So it's kind of in a way, a choose your own adventure. Like you can launch into this book and the way that it's structured and the way that it unfolds, you can launch into this book anywhere and be either completely engrossed or you're lost just looking for all the pieces of the puzzle. And it's not just like, you know, this like chronological Book, which is probably the best part about it for me, like having to really piece it together, and be like, yeah. "Oh, that's who they're talking about." She really had me guessing this whole time. She
1: does. She oh. does. You know. You know what I've been reading lately? It's this oh. book called "Letters to a Young Artist." Oh, it's not great. Right. By Anna Devere Smith. Um, I was really. I. I mean, I hate to be like this name-dropping person, but I'm going to be because uh, she was actually one of my professors at at NYU. Shut, shut up. And. But I wanted to read this book because, you know, I am an artist mm-hmm. and I, I feel, like, I feel awesome. like I'm still young. I feel like I'm still young. You know, I've got I've got time ahead of me and you know, things. And there's just like different aspects of, of the artist life that she mm-hmm. kind of dissects and creates. One of the things, for example, is talking up. She talks about confidence. Right, and we think of confidence as kind of like, oh yeah, you need confidence to be an artist. How else mm. are you going to put your work out there? How else are you going to, you know, have the have the wherewithal to, you know, withstand all the rejection and all the How things? Gonna How,
2: How are you, you going to do it? How are you going to do it? But really, what
1: what she kind of dissects is like confidence is not is not really it. It's not the, the big thing that you need to be about. It's kind of a static um, attribute, right? Confidence can be, mm. and she yeah. talks really more more actively about determination. And that being the thing that really can ramp up your confidence, and in some ways replace it, right? You need to be mm-hmm. determined so that no matter what happens, you're going to end up doing it. You're going to end up, you know, pursuing and achieving and and progressing towards the things you want to do. And no matter if you're scared or you mm-hmm. don't you don't know what the next steps are. It's 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 it was really powerful. Just just a little little tidbit. A little tidbit. Come a little from a
2: A creative like her, her documentary interview theater is absolutely amazing and stunning. And the fact that she's your teacher just really just shook me for a sec. And but like the name drop was incredible. We love
1: (laughs) it. I'll pick that up later. Yeah, you
2: know. Oh, you know, just my um my friend, my good friend. (laughs) My
1: friend Anna DeVere Smith, no. Yes. Um, (laughs) she would I don't know, yeah, but she does know my name, which I think is really exciting. Anyway, books, books reminds me of the question of the day
2: oh, already? because
1: it can be, I feel like it can be a part of it. Okay. Yes. Right? yes, And yes, let us, so. let's bring up the question of the day. I'm going to pop it up on. Here it is. Shall you give it a read?
2: How do you incorporate <laughs> self-care into your process?
1: Self-care into your process. And I think I, I, I bring it up because of the books, because sometimes that can be a reprieve from the world and that can become mm-hmm. um I think I think specifically of like when I was younger, like that was my escape from a lot of what was happening in my world, and that can be a part of self-care, but we're talking about process.
2: What does process what mean to process? you? Let's get let's get into process. Let's break that down. That's kind of vague. I'd love bit. to be vague, like, you know, it's just like my my aura, my thing. But if we had to like in layman's terms, what's what's the process? What is a process?
1: I think it's it's that's uh it's like the how and the why, and the how and the why of, of you achieving something and going mm-hmm. to do something. That's what I think. I think mm-hmm. it, it's like the steps that you take. And I think even more foundationally speaking, the mm-hmm. why, right? The, the reason why you kind of enter this particular um, endeavor. What do you think right. about
2: that? I think you could even put like a how. I think when I think of process, it's like, what are these, what things am I going to do to yield this thing, like what, right. what have I what have I seen to work within my experimenting to create like my process? You gotta do those hands when you do it. You,
1: for the people at home process. who can't see, it's
2: like process, yeah.
1: It's like a wave.
2: A little, little foldy, That's... like if you've seen um, <laughs> Superstar, it's kinda like the fax machine part right. at the very top. Right. Um, but yeah, my process is what's proven and what I can use to get my creative art out
1: yeah yeah
2: to get it out what do i have to do to get it out i need to i need to write down all my ideas i need to sit and meditate on it Mm -hmm. i need to be around all my friends right what is my how do i get to where i need what's my process that's i'd say a how yeah
1: i think i think that's very true and i also i think for me the first initial kind of reaction is is a creative process Mm -hmm. um and so like I, f- I think artists can come in in a lot of different ways and a lot of different shapes and forms. But I think of, of them mainly in like kind of two kind of categories, which is like a, or originators of art, mm-hmm. right? like painters, uh, visual artists who are creating like a work, uh, a playwright, a novelist, a poet, right? Something that they create of them themselves. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like, I feel like they're also artists who are more very, very much so still artists, but interpreters of someone's originate.
2: Right. Work. What they and bring like to themselves.
1: Or sometimes a musician. But you know, mm-hmm. there's of course blend and and uh, interplay between these two kind of categories. Of course. So that's why I think process can be kind of both of those things. Like how do you how do you go about interpreting work? Mm-hmm. How do you go about paying attention to someone else's um original work?
3: You know, how do you that, make that? that process you?
1: Right, exactly.
3: Oh
2: yeah, that's a big question. I mean, I'm
1: excited to think. If we, we've talked about like process, kind of like big picture, but I'm excited to see Mm -hmm. like what this self-care portion really means um, to Mm -hmm. our panelists. And even
2: larger, and even larger. Before we get to our panelists, (laughs) I want to talk about an amazing, amazing program called Performers Puzzle. Mm -hmm. Yes, and you can find them right there at the bottom at performerspuzzle.com forward slash join. That's P-E-R-F-O-R-M-E-R-S puzzle.
1: ecom um, Right. Do you want me to I have it here if you want to Yes, talk if you about could it. pop
2: it up that would be incredible. Here you go. So it's run by Mr. Timothy Hughes. He was in Hades Town as you know the very big oh, tall he's guy. He's like a really tall one. Mhm. as <laughs> well as the greatest showman and he's a phenomenal dancer and it's more than just dance classes even though every every Wednesday you'll do a dance class. He also brings in um he brings in talk backs with other people like they had eva on there and so it's very much about you know hosting your creativity i mean a lot of times we come on here and talk and we're like how can we be better artists and what can we be doing this is one of those ways i truly stand by what he's doing as an artist to give back especially in this virtual world you get on there and those zoom rooms are communities of people talking about what ha- what's happening with them right now period but also being able to like perform so it's Really cool and taught by a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous dancer.
1: You get like dance classes and you, wow, this is great. An mm-hmm. opportunity for live Q&A mm-hmm. with Timothy and guests, right? And then co- coachings too. That's really awesome.
2: Yes, it's really incredible. Get That's into cool. performance puzzle.
1: I'm into it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. That's really cool. Shall we bring on our guests?
2: I think it's time to bring some people on. Let's talk <laughs> about that question of the day.
1: I think it's time. Go ahead. Bring yes. on, bring on somebody. Of course. I meant we know,
2: we we know him. <laughs> we love him. He's right in this
4: room behind me. Right. <laughs> it's my
2: roommate, Zachary
4: Keller. Hey, hello, Ronnie, must get into it. Ooh, a little British. yeah, Zach. Welcome yeah. back. How's it going? I'm good.
1: Hold on, hello. I need to introduce my other other guest before we get into our conversation. As much as I want to talk to you so bad, so Mm -hmm. bad. Um, This is one of my best friends in the world. We go way back all the way to undergrad when we were like 18 or 19. Oh, my God. Wow. Um, And fun fact, her half birthday is next week. Give it up for Sarah Hubert.
3: Get into it! (laughs) Yes,
1: Yes. get
4: into
3: it!
1: (laughs) Sarah, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome.
3: All right, hello everyone. Um, My name is Sarah Hubert. I am an actor and teaching artist in the Orlando area. Um, but I'm originally from the Seattle area, which is how I met Tyler. We went to undergrad together at a small school called Pacific Lutheran University. Um, so I moved out to Orlando almost three years ago um, to do my master's at University of Central Florida. And I am now in my final year. Yes, Woo! it's happening. Um, so I have about, oh gosh, five months left something like that. Um, and in the meantime, I am working at the Orlando Shakespeare Theater in Orlando, doing some performance, doing some teaching and navigating this wild, wild arts and COVID world that we find ourselves in. Wow, incredible. I'm wow. so proud of
1: you. and I'm so excited <laughs> for all the work that you're going to do.
3: Oh my and gosh. Work you've already done. Same, yeah. same to you. Every time I hear you talk, I'm just like, mmm. Let's just give that man a platform. <laughs> Put him on the, give goodbye, James Corden. Give him a James platform. The him a platform. For <laughs> <laughs> the, whatever he has. To
1: whatever he oh, has. Sorry, James. Um, <laughs> Zach, get into it. Uh, yeah. Me. For those. Oh, uh,
4: yeah. Um, I'm an actor and writer and guitarist from uh, uh, Lake Zurich, Illinois, which is right near Chicago. I went to Ball State University with Dash. That's how we met. And woo, now so Woo yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um ever since um quarantine hit and uh all that, Dash actually came and stayed with me. So we're now been roommates for what is it? Eight, seven months, like, something like that. Like
2: nearly eight months.
4: Eight or oh, wow. yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy but uh Yeah. Exactly and I'm so excited about this uh this uh, question we have here. Yes. Um,
2: so who wants to, who wants to dive in? Let's just go ahead and get into it. You guys heard from the back, but we can pop it back up and repeat it for you. If you like, Boop. how do you incorporate self care into your process? Get into it.
1: Anyone want to take a
4: stab.
3: Zach, you said you were stoked. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting well. for you.
4: You know, I loved what you said about, um, I was thinking about, you know, what is process to me? And I I really identified with how you said, how and why just, you know, I kind of pictured almost as like a a long staircase leading Mm. to this, the top of this, you know, peak or something. And it's like, how do you get to that place? Um, and it's just about taking that next step and, you know, what the process is of getting to that peak, you know? Um, so I love what you said about that. And when I first thought about this, you know, I was like, how do I, how do I really think about this? And I've actually, I actually think the number one thing in my head is therapy. I think if anyone can, if you have it. the ability get into therapy, to, people. to, yeah, to get into therapy, do it because I feel like I'm on Zach. I was telling Dash this, Zach, like 7.0 now, like just Incredible. working on that self care. And um, something that my therapist talked to me about re- recently was actually prioritizing that self care. And why that's important is because you can't serve everyone else around you if you haven't prioritized that. You know, if you mm-hmm. haven't met your basic needs mm-hmm. and taken care of yourself. How can you serve others how can you serve even yourself when it comes to your process um so taking those breaks Mm -hmm. meditating doing those affirmations and getting into therapy
1: zach that makes me think of um i mean even i mean we're talking about therapy right now but i just wonder that that could be like one thing that self-care can look like for Mm -hmm. you right Right. specifically so i wonder what what does it look like in other ways right maybe you know, maybe it's like what well, we talked about reading earlier today. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are some other ways? I mean, this could be, this is open to anybody as right. an entry point. Like what is, what does self-care even look like? Therapy is definitely a powerful tool mm-hmm. for self-care and self-improvement and self-reflection and all those, all those things. But I wonder what else, what else, what else does it look like for people?
2: Self-care for me, I think really comes from sitting with myself. Like I'm, mm. really it means loving myself. And taking those moments that we all feel, and we all—it's like not—it's not constant, but maybe for some people, and that just like that little voice that is like, I can't. I'm this. I'm that. Like that negativity that we put on ourselves, and now more than ever, like we've always t- we've we've been told it. Like you dream it, you can be it. Like you get what you you get what you put in. Like you're, the mind is a powerful thing, yeah. and learning how to. Uh, talk about things even to myself and make them positives or rewrite the way that I think them so that it's not coming from a place of failure or defeat, but what like, but progressing and moving on, I just feel 100% different. Like after, after really like shedding light on things instead of just harping
1: on them. So it's almost like, it's almost like uh self-care is like a positive self-talk in some mm-hmm. way for mm-hmm. you. For sure. Wow.
2: Like I, and and listening to myself and being like, okay, I, I hear you dash. So, you know what, we're going to work, we're going to work on this together.
1: We're gonna work, and it, it's, I think it's, it starts with like an awareness that you even need self-care. Sarah, mm-hmm. what do you think about, like, what does it look like for you?
3: So for me, I think self-care sort of is the process. Like oh, if, if seriously, <laughs> um, because to me, <laughs> to me, the process is like the work and mm-hmm. then I feel like as an actor and as a performer often we're striving for these like moments of clarity and connection that can occur on stage when you're like fully locked in and fully tuned in and you make a real moment with someone mm-hmm. be it the audience be it yourself be it your scene partner and I don't think you can get there unless you've done the self care and I think the biggest one for me is the warm up and the warm down Um, Like Mm. if you're not warming up and you're not warming down, this is not going to be cared for like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like, especially Mm. if you're working on a piece that has this intense um, emotional content This is actually what I'm writing my thesis on um, is how to to deal with shows that have. Like, really intense um, content. My thesis is specifically focused on uh, shows that deal with, like, uh, racialized, racially motivated violence on stage, hate crimes, lynchings, and hate speech. Um, And how, as actors, we can put ourselves into these scenarios without causing ourselves unintentional trauma and emotional hurt. Um, and so much of that is how we get into it, how we get out of it. And a lot of the techniques for that involve like mindfulness and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we think we know this isn't real and we do sort of on one level, but then if you're putting yourself into this emotionally explosive position every night, if you're performing a show, like your body after a while is going to just think it's real because we're creatures who are experiencing something that looks real. It sounds real. It mm. smells real. it. There's Your mind is a powerful thing. It is. Yeah. And if you're not kind of babying yourself and really taking yourself through a process of like, I'm getting into it, I'm in it, and now I am getting out of it, you're just going to mm. start taking that home with you. So I think for me, that's been like, one of the most important lessons I've learned getting out of my young, young adulthood and getting more into my like late 20s is like just learning to take care in a very mindful and um, specific way with the warm up and warm down. And I'm sure as I continue to age, I'll get even, I'll start doing like headstands every day for four hours.
1: Sarah, that brings me, it brings me chills. Like literally my body physically reacted to that, that idea of the, of it's the boundaries. It's like having clear boundaries is part of your self-care process.
3: mm, We love our boundaries. That's mm-hmm. something that, like, especially if you are not a cishet white man, you probably have had a lot of your boundaries continuously cross without people even asking. And cishet white men, y'all have had it too. But it definitely happens more to folks who mm-hmm. um, are coming into spaces that weren't built for them, where they're just going to have their boundaries consistently ignored or just completely like, oh, their boundaries must be my boundaries because I'm the baseline. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like learning how to say, and it doesn't have to be these crazy things. It can literally be like, I don't like cussing around me or I don't Mm -hmm. like when people touch my hair or I don't want to talk about my personal life inside a rehearsal room. Like it it can be anything. Um, And I think as we learn to like establish those for ourselves, it's all self-care. Anyway, I'm sorry, Tyler, you were sort of talking and then I got excited. No, Uh (laughs) no,
1: I I was just responding to what you were saying.
2: No, I totally, when you said, looking within yourself and being able to say these are the things that make me feel uncomfortable or things that boundaries that i don't want to cross makes the the whole environment more safe like more than just like yourself but when you're looking after yourself like hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. so when you're looking out for yourself right. it's much easier to see that and reflect that throughout the world when which why i think self-care is even larger than just you know you only got oneself but for everyone Cause Absolutely. we are born to interact. So we've got, we've got to be taking care of ourselves because and who else is going to do it?
3: As, exactly. And as soon as, as soon as you say a boundary, I'm going to feel more comfortable saying a boundary, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I do work with intimacy coaching in, um in educational environments. And um for anyone who's not familiar, that's basically like choreographing scenes usually of sexual intimacy, but it can refer to a whole variety of subjects. Uh-huh. Um, and that's something we talk about a lot is like, especially for young actors, there's a big temptation to like walk into a room and be like, oh no, I can do anything. Like I'll do anything. (laughs) Just ask me and I'll do it. Um, (sighs) And the problem with doing that is A, you're probably lying. And B, as soon as you've said that, then like the other person in the corner is going to be like, yeah, totally. Me too. Um, I'll totally take Mm. my clothes off Mm. on stage or do something else that they're not comfortable with because you've set up this Space as being like a we're gonna yes and to everything. And so as soon as you've taken the initiative to be like, actually, I'm not cool with that, other people are gonna feel empowered to do the same.
2: That's incredible. That's Love incredible.
1: That. And that makes me think of well, first I want to say we have a comment, self-care is the press. Someone's just like yes thinking about this. We'll get that on really, shirt. you know, enjoying <laughs> this. And I think that resonated with a lot of, I mean, it definitely resonated with me, Sarah, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it goes back to what I was talking about with Dash and Zach, like the awareness of what your boundaries are and the Mm. cultivation of that in therapy, right. Or sitting with yourself, right. Here's Dash, we're here. Mm -hmm. Um, That, that can be a huge part of that. And I wonder when, I mean, when, how do you, I mean, how do you even develop the awareness of that besides like going to therapy or sitting with yourself
2: And that's the hardest part, I feel like. Let's get into that. Like, Mm -hmm. self-care is a very, like, again, kind of, not kind of vague, but like kind of vague. It can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. And so it's like, where do I start? And like, how do I know what works for me and isn't just like a thing that I saw on an infographic on Instagram? Like, what, like, how do I even get to start like self-caring? Because, you know, we got to wake up and do the thing every day anyway. So if I'm going to be on, kind of like autopilot like how do I, how do I even know that I need the self-care like mm. what does that what does that really mean if everybody's different so it's like if my self-care is playing video games like can that be my self-care like what does that mean?
1: Yeah
3: I think it can be I think I feel like where I'm at right now with my specific warm-up process is like I have this like this like treasure chest and I have like the things that I know usually work. And then I have the things that are maybe my like second tier. And then I have my like random ass, like one time I needed to like <laughs> listen to the entire Beetlejuice album, you know? Um, right? Because it slaps. And uh, also the last show I saw <laughs> before this pandemic happened. So R.I.P. Beetlejuice. Um, Hello? But you know, it's R. like, I think sometimes it is okay to like try the Instagram infographic or like try this something that you did one time in high school. And I think it's, it is like we're, if our bodies are our instruments, then you're learning how to tune yourself and you have to, mm-hmm. it's gonna be different every day. And so I don't think it is always gonna be perfect, but it's okay to keep experimenting. And Zach, I just, therapy, you know? You you brought it home from the first thing. <laughs> from like, the
1: first entry If every you
3: point. can, <laughs> go. If you can't, my yeah. sugar daddy will pay.
2: Yes, like. therapy <laughs> is the way to go. It really is, it is. But at the same time, let's talk more specifically about process just because I, I know Zach and I, we have recently started writing because we live together and we're best friends. Um, but we were like, we can do this. Like, people people are just writing these shows. They, they adapt something else. Like, we have voices that we think need to be heard. We're funny, like, we could do this. Also, so many people do it and they're like, yeah, I like sat on it for 10 years and then eventually it became a thing. Like, why not, you know, the power of now, why not do it, truly? And I'm an artist, so mm-hmm. we were like, okay, let's do it and it was a process. It was a process figuring out what, what that even meant for us because we hadn't done it. So we both went to school for acting. So it was like, okay, we're going to, um, we got that kind of fundamentally Zach's been acting since he was a kid. And I've been since middle school, but for writing, it was like, what do I do? And back to what Sarah said, it took, it really took exploring like it really took just like doing the thing and caring about myself and i was like i like reading reading is a part of my writing process and then it all just started to build on itself and create this thing out of things that made me feel better because i was um caring for myself which is the process
4: i think what yes for what dash is saying it has been a process developing the process Mm. in a a sense um I've actually gotten into master class one thing just trying to you know take just take class and learn as much as you can. but really when I think about it I heard something um, recently where it was like just focusing on that next step and really because a lot of times I like to think so far ahead and plan out exactly what the process is gonna be like but I think thinking about just the next step allows you the room and the space to be able to adapt and i think each project that you work on whether it's writing acting whatever art is show is so about, so much about shape-shifting that you have to be able to adapt you you have to each thing is just going to take something different and i you know i would say from character to character that i've ever played the process has never ever been remotely the same you know mm-hmm. and so just right. following kind of you're figuring out what you feel is the next step in the process. Just following mm. it. that. it's following like an,
1: an impulse or, or mm. um, an urge or something like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that right. kind of what I'm understanding?
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least that's how I'm trying to view it uh, recently. So, like,
1: it's like an organic, just kind of like, okay, I, I, I think this is the next thing, and I'm going to trust myself. Mm-hmm. To think that this is part of the next thing, and then I mean, obviously, you're going to th- therapy. We, all, I'm going to therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe Sarah's going to therapy, so we get we cultivate this trust with our therapists and with ourselves in that process too. I right. am
2: not going to therapy. I'm working on it right now,
1: though. It's expensive, so it it, is. it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, that's like a, it's a big barrier.
2: I was like, I want, I want to do that. I want to do that. And then I just have to follow through with it, is the biggest thing.
3: Right. It's never too late, you know? Oh, never too early. All. Never. You'll get there yeah. when you get there, and maybe it will work, maybe it won't work. And then you'll maybe go to a different person, and then you'll maybe quit for a while. And then, <laughs> you know, that's also a I Identify
4: with all of that. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe you'll try medication, maybe you won't, maybe you will, then you won't, then you will, yep. you know? It's back. just all. And
4: then Ooh. it'll
2: be natural, all only natural <laughs> stuff.
3: Yeah, totally.
1: I've got another question, um, not to derail this conversation, but I have another question. Um, particularly with self-care, right? We're talking about this. I want to, I, uh, that last year was a very challenging year. And I, I think this year's might prove to be challenging as well in different ways based on what has happened in the past 48 hours um, at yeah. the United States Capitol. And I'm wondering, like, what is, how has your conception of self-care changed, particularly due to the pandemic, particularly due to um, this adaptability portion that Zach has brought up? like what Ooh. what's the difference there and i think I'll, i as you're thinking i can talk about you know my particular idea about this i think i have done a few productions that have been virtual and a lot of my a lot of my time my downtime a lot of the time that i use to decompress has been watching television or watching mm-hmm. youtube or playing playing like candy crush on my phone or something like that and I was confronted with this with a screen for eight hours of rehearsal, being in this tiny box, and then all of a sudden, when to decompress, I was like, I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do this again, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, be in front of another screen. So I had to come up with other things. That's why, I mean, I started picking up books, like hard copy things to do things. I started like cooking more and finding other ways of of decompressing um mm-hmm. you know drinking <laughs> um in some ways <laughs> right um you know not to excess or anything but that as a as a as letting a, loose a tool right as a mm-hmm. coping mechanism mm-hmm. um but that was something that i had never thought of or i never thought that i would have to really consider but the pandemic and the virtualness of everything mm-hmm. has really brought that to light for me and like changing the filter so that there's no blue light you buy a blue light filter for your computer screen or you get blue light glasses or things like that. So it's not so taxing all the time. Mm -hmm.
2: I think for me, it's breathing, like especially pertaining to the pandemic. Like I've never taken more breaths in my life. One feeling like I'm just constantly (laughs) like stuck in a place. So I'm like, all right, there's truly nothing for me to do or there's everything for me to do. And I'm sitting here and I'm starting to get anxious. And I just take that moment and I'm like, wait a second. I did go to acting school. I'm just breathe. I'm a breathe. I'm a center myself. And, you know, just like take a moment, like take my moment, my very needed moment and breathe. And that has been, that's changed a lot of things as well. And I don't know why I didn't listen more when I was in school. Like, why not really be using the breath? Just like in your normal everyday life. Now I feel like I literally have to or or I'll pass out. But before i would just you know be so pent up and i didn't realize until after school that i was like oh my god i can breathe like (laughs) yes i can do it
1: that breath is so Um, important yeah yeah
4: yeah i definitely you know think i've definitely been trying to breathe more i've been doing a lot of meditation recently and yoga and just trying to ground myself like in that way that dash is talking about i really identify exactly with what you're saying, Tyler, is that, you know, I sit to decompress. I also, you know, watch TV and get on TikTok, you know, got to of me some TikTok. But recently, I realized that I have to set some limits for myself, some, some boundaries within that to make sure that I don't, you know, kind of indulge almost especially with you know, TikTok and social media, I can really put the time limit on that with my phone. So I started to put a 30-minute time limit. And once I hit that 30 minutes, I'm done. I can't. And it's, it's been really healthy for me because you just get caught up in all of that and it can be overwhelming. Social media can just be super overwhelming and yeah. um, almost soul-crushing. Now, I will say on the other side, there's some great aspects to it.
2: Yeah, this is on social um, media, this on um,
4: platform. Uh, right, right. right. But, um, <laughs> Turn off your phone. Uh, uh,
3: all right, I'm
4: just going to. Uh, um, but uh, no, there it's, there's great tools to it, but having mm. those boundaries within that, I think is really important. And also just getting in, for me personally, getting in nature and just getting away from that, taking a step away and being in a space where taking that breath feels that much better.
2: The breath. I love it. That's a powerful
1: Uh, thing. That the city breath, the city air, and the country air. City breath (laughs) is (laughs) completely different.
3: City breath country country breath. breath. (laughs) (laughs) There's a book about that. Um, Okay, I just wanted to say one thing about social media, which was this is my pro tip for social media usage: time limits. But also, if you have a mean thought about the person, unfollow them. Or if you feel like crap about yourself unfollow them those are my two rules i mean if it's like a random thing that's but like if i find myself consistently being like rude to a person in my brain i'm like well then i don't they don't need that i don't need that or if someone's so those are my two my two advices for social media
2: oh my god um thank you for that that makes so much sense yeah i mean i don't think i hate on too many people but like Sometimes that thought—it just happens.
3: I like. I don't think you have to be. We're we just we're especially as artists, it's like part of our job is to judge and have opinions Mm -hmm. on things. And I think it's like when it turns into this, like, well, now I'm just being an asshole, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to. They don't need that. I don't need that. Or you can mute, you know, and come back to it and see see how you feel. All right, but I want to talk about all my hobbies now.
0: I (laughs) love a good hobby, and I'm always
3: (laughs) I I'm always like get a hobby to actors because I feel like actors often we get so obsessed that like the only thing we do is theater I think this happens with a lot of art Mm -hmm. because it's a really hard job and we have (laughs) to be a little bit obsessed but I love hobbies so my hobbies I've had had so many I got a paint by number kit and I did paint by number that was so fun there's also sticker by number where they give you stickers that like fit into the shape of the mona lisa that's adorable. So good. So good. Um, I'm a big puzzles person. Oh, I love, love me some puzzles. Um, I play oh, piano cool. and I've been playing pretty much every day since like April for the first time in for freaking ever. I like grew up doing piano. Whatever it's been, so it's been cool to like actually have a practice there. Um, I work out every day, which I always used to make fun of people who worked out every day. I was like, "Come on, bro, get a life!" And now I'm like, "Well, look who's look who has a home gym." I was like, literally, like fantasizing about which dumbbells I could buy, like when I have more money. And I was like, "Who is is this person?" Um, What else do I do? I um, I grew in my eyebrows. (laughs) That's not something I thought I was going to share right now. But I, I,
2: I, like, we I, love like, it, getting in into the eyebrows. eyebrows.
3: Um, which was like a process. I sent like like selfies every few days to one of my good friends who had her own eyebrow journey a couple of years ago. And that was good fun. Um, Should we
1: zoom in? Should we zoom Let's in on the- Yeah. Can,
3: can we do that?
1: that? Uh, if I get can into bring, the eyebrows. We uh, can um, bring too. Sarah closer. Wait. Yeah he go.
2: yes. got, got, got the, the glare from my ring light. Eyebrow cam. They're Can back. you put that on They're the, the bottom, Tyler?
1: Yes, eyebrow, eyebrow cam. cam. That could be our new segment. Yes, eyebrow get into, into cam. the eyebrows of the day.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah, get into these bad boys.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um,
1: Thank you for sharing well, that, yeah, I'm so vulnerable. Yeah, it's
3: important. Yeah. I feel like a lot of... There we of, go. Um, eyebrow cam. <laughs> a lot of women and other people who have any kind of gender role, again, that isn't cishet, sorry, cishet men, um, mm-hmm. have been experimenting with growing in their body hair, their leg hair, their armpit hair, facial hair for folks mm-hmm. who it might like not be societally acceptable to have facial hair, and that I'm also here for. It's so um, fun. We love a hair journey. Uh, yeah, those are some of my things. I got engaged. That's not a hobby, but it was really cool. That was that was the best thing that happened to happen. That's amazing!
2: Wow! Um, Congratulations! Bring oh, in the champagne.
3: I know, right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I'm just not just bowing. <laughs> ching ching! But anyway, those are just some nice things that that helped my. but new and helped my self care. Obviously, not everyone can just like go get engaged, but I highly recommend it if that's an <laughs> option for you. I probably would have done. Very it good now. for a little while. <laughs> uh, oh until God. you know, until white supremacists take over the Capitol again, you know. Um,
2: until the next time, um, we're out. And so. just like that, thank you, Sarah, <laughs> and thank you, Zach, <laughs> on this show. We love to give a nice queen's wave out and say goodbye to all the cis-hat white men. Yes, yeah, as bye. we bloop you out. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.
1: Ooh, I gotta. <laughs> There we go. That took, that took some coordination. I was waving. I usually wave with my left hand, which I, I should use because the then, you know, my right hand is dominant anyway.
2: Yeah, that was a really was good conversation. conversation. Oh, my God. I loved I love the self-care. I love the process. I love just talking about what we're doing. Like every time we do this right. show, we get a little bit closer. I feel like to myself, where I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even think I would have ever put it that way but talking to these people on the screen made me even want to be better than I was the day before especially as something like self-care and my process through that
1: speaking of self-care i just want to bring up pause2020 again yes p a u s e 2020.weebly which is w e e b l y.com for those of Come you on. listening uh pause2020.weebly.com um, and I have my script again, because I just find it so important. We talked about it last week, but it was mm-hmm. developed by my, some of my friends, Nicole Renee and Maribel Collins, and they both have their masters of public administration from the Evergreen State College in Olympia, Washington. And it is an online resource with comprehensive strategies for wellness. And I think it just really folds into what we were talking about today, specifically, right? Self-awareness, self-care and self-advocacy, right? Uh, Self-awareness, there's assessments that you can take, like how am I doing financially? How am I doing uh, environmentally, professionally? Mm -hmm. And then there's resources for addressing those things with self-care. There's Mm -hmm. just a myriad of resources. And then finally, of course, um, the, self-advocacy right information about different um parts that we don't we might need to fine-tune right so our boundaries right our anxiety our time management mm-hmm. um website is designed to engage not only care but the first step of awareness right paired with common barriers that we can advocate to overcome and you know just to spend some time reflecting on yourself and like what you do as an artist and as a human being mm-hmm. one thing that we didn't talk about today um was that I wanted to bring up, but I think I'll just bring it up really quickly. Was like, is there yeah. a difference between art, like self-care in art and self-care in life? And I don't necessarily think I think there's a lot of overlap between those things. Yes. Um, and especially this can definitely with be... something
2: like art. Like even sorry to cut you off. No, of um, course. My friend's dad um is a part owns a company and they have a company therapist. And just the fact that there's someone there for people to relate to that everyone can relate to makes the company run better. So I think when you're thinking about the artist, when you're, when you are the company that you're selling, you, that art is a part of that healing. And we, right. we've, we've seen it and we felt it. That's why we do it. And sometimes it does hurt. So that's why you need those, those outside therapists and resources like Pause 2020 to help you assess all of those things that don't do with your art, but are very much a part of your life because life imitates art, art imitates life. So I definitely think that art is a part of that self-care, and it's kind of very hard to separate those things. There's obviously factors that are fundamentally different, but they're very close entangled, tangled, at least for me. Yes.
1: I love that. Dash, thank you so much. I, I, I get it. off
2: my soapbox.
1: I know, I love it. Um, and I guess the final thing I'll say about POS 2020 is that it's also available in Spanish, Spanish and English. Yes. Um, what do you think the takeaway What is what is your takeaway from this conversation I think for me It is Self-care is the process mm. Self-care is the process from Sarah Boom yes. boom boom Mink Taylor uh, mm. one of our viewers Also mind was blown by that From, from Sarah what is your takeaway from today? Period self-care <laughs> is the process
2: My takeaway is That it's going to be a journey Like there's mm. no the process isn't going to be a fixed given thing. And a lot of what basically all of us said is that there are other elements that start to influence your process and in turn your self-care or vice versa. Like what you're doing for yourself can change and it should be evolving with you. It's not necessarily like the same things are always gonna like fuel you and it's okay to switch it up. And it's okay to just try, which is, I feel like sometimes it's very hard or like it's hard to just, you know, go and do something that may seem silly, but it could like could be great for you. So like take your self-care as seriously as you want to, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm gonna go get some food <laughs> in terms of self-care. <laughs> You've
2: got to eat. You've got to eat.
1: All right, Dash. Um, I'm Tyler Dobies.
2: And I'm Dash Perry. You can catch us every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern.
1: You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Periscope uh, or at Ryco Theatricals. That's R-Y-C-O Theatricals. Um, spelled like theatricals. Ryco yes. Theatricals or ryco.org, which is R-Y-C-O O.org. O-R-G. And before we go, <gasps> I want to say Dash is wearing the most brilliantly rainbow sweater. Oh, my God. With a V-neck. Boom! 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 And is that a wide brimmed bl- blue felt fedora?
2: It is. It. This is actually Zach's hat. This is Zach's, Zach's hat. hat. This is my shirt. I came matching the background today. I I forgot. I really forgot. I,
1: I forgot thought about about our background. That's but all right. I am
2: so happy that you brought it up because look at that. We have like, to get I'm into a, it. Okay, I'm I'm literally getting into it. Like get into the rainbow. <laughs> get into the rainbow, y'all.
0: All right, everybody. See you next time. you've been listening to Get Into It, a weekly podcast from the RICO live streaming series produced by RICO Theatricals. Everything you heard was recorded live on our social media at RICO Theatricals. You can support this podcast by sharing us on social media, writing a great review, or donating at www.ryco.org support. Thanks for listening.